Hello everyone, my name is Athena and welcome to Let's Talk Disability, the podcast focusing on a range of disabilities from autism to dyspraxia to ADHD. I talk about the lot. So in today's podcast, I want to talk about things I wish people knew more about my autism. Now, autism is a spectrum and some of these things I'm talking about may not relate to other people who have autism. This is very individual to me. You may relate to it. You may not relate to it. That's fine. Either way, I just thought I'd share my experience out like I always do. Starting off with number one, just because I don't want to talk doesn't mean I don't like you. I'm just overstimulated. Now, the amount of times that someone has said to me, are you okay? Do you like me? Why aren't you talking? This is that a character. I'm just overstimulated. I mean, it's fine if you don't know. I don't take offence to anything. It's just if you don't realise that I'm overstimulated but I'm not annoyed with anyone unless you have actually annoyed me then I am annoyed at you but if I'm just overstimulated with the environment then most of the time it's not one particular person I'm just don't want to talk I just want to reserve my energy now most of the time I'm trying not to get into a burnout state because when I get into a burnout state that's even worse because I just have to lie in bed and do nothing till I get out of it So if I'm just overstimulated, I just don't want to talk and it's nothing to do with most people. I'm just trying to preserve my energy because I just don't feel like I have much of it. Now the next one is sensory issues have always affected me. I just try to mask them when I was younger. That's why you've never noticed them. Now, occasionally I'll get the odd person going, why is the sensory issue affecting you? That's never affected you when you were younger. Like, for example, brushing my hair or going in the shower. When I was younger, I never made a massive fuss about it, even though, like, I hated going in the shower. I hated going in baths because... I just hated being warm and cosy, then having to get cold, then getting used to the hot water, then having to leave, then having to leave again, be cold again, then be cosy. I did try to express it a tiny bit, but most of the time, most of the time I just got told to deal with it. It's normal to not like showers, but I didn't realise it wasn't normal to the extent where I would rather go days without a shower. I would literally go days without a shower. I have to force myself to have a shower. My boyfriend encourages me to have showers. Like he under he sympathizes with me, but he's like, you need to have a shower. You need to be clean. You don't want to smell. And I do understand that. It's just very, very hard. And I'm, since my diagnosis, I'm expressing more of the sensory issues that I did internalize there's a lot of them. One big one was brushing my hair, which I got a tangle teaser, which has been a lifesaver. It still is a little bit of a sensory issue, but nowhere near as much as before, which has been amazing. One thing I always have to remember is people are mind readers. And if I was masking it when I was younger, because maybe I didn't feel comfortable saying it, or I just thought it was the norm, I got to understand people are going to ask questions and and most of the time they're curious but I do let them know that sensory issues have always affected me. I just masked them when I was younger. 
Now the next one is moving my arms slash stimming in a conversation is just an expression and it isn't me being confrontational. Now I love my mum to absolute pieces but the amount of times growing up where she thought me stimming was me being confrontational and she'd tell me to stop because she was adamant that it was just an expression of me being angry or just an outburst of anger or something like that when I tell her every single time it's just me stimming and fair enough she has really really tried hard to try and adapt and learn about my autism and occasionally she does mistake in my stimming for me being like angry I just get very passionate when I'm talking and I do raise my voice sometimes and it's not me being angry it's just me being passionate and I do move my hands when I'm stimming and it's just an expression and some people don't understand that but it's okay because most of the time people do understand when I tell them and it's not just stimming in a conversation it's like stimming in general I I think people think it's a little bit concerning because they might think oh what does stimming mean does it mean she's harming herself does it mean she's in a bad mental state no it's just me self-regulating myself and sometimes it just feels nice Now the next one is I'm not now the next one is I'm not doing it on purpose. Now I've never had this as a personal experience, but I've known experiences of people where they've been masking their whole life diagnosis. They finally feel free to be their true self, to let the guard down, to start unmasking. But then they get told, You're faking it. You were never like this beforehand why are you stimming why have you got all these sensory issues when in reality we we always had these sensory issues we were always stimming we just didn't feel comfortable to just we just didn't feel comfortable to show it or we didn't realize that we were masking even when i was younger i would just get so used to overstimulating situations or stimming in private or just internalizing everything that I just didn't realize that I was masking and as soon as I got the diagnosis and I was learning more about myself I was like shoot I really am putting all this on myself and if I let my guard down a little bit it will get better my mental health will get better I won't be I won't feel stressed I'll just feel a lot more calmer And it might not be the same for other people, but it definitely was for me. Mental health definitely became better when I didn't put that, I didn't put pressure on myself to mask because I didn't realise I was putting pressure on myself to mask. I was just doing it subconsciously and as soon as I realised and I made a conscious effort to unmask, just to be my true self, to try and create accommodations, things definitely got a lot better. So yeah. Now the next one is I'm not acting up or making a scene even though you think I am. Now I went to a party the other day and I love it was a nice party actually it was for a charity event for veterans and it was really nicely organized there was like food there I was talking there was party games the only thing that was a bit the only thing that was a bit overstimulating was the music but the music really just didn't 
go on that much so it was fine and for the majority of the night I was a-okay I was so proud of myself because I didn't even think I coped that well but I coped a lot better than I thought so towards the end of the night my mum said to me we're leaving in 10 minutes and I thought okay we're leaving in 10 minutes let me set an alarm and everything will be okay 10 minutes goes by we're not leaving my mum's mid conversation she's chatting away chatting away chatting away and I'm thinking oh my gosh when are we leaving when are we leaving and I try to get her attention and she's just talking I'm getting more overstimulated I'm getting more flustered I'd already prepared myself to leave in 10 minutes and it's over the 10 minutes so I thought right I'm gonna go outside and have a breather and a sit down because everyone was drinking alcohol well, I wasn't drinking alcohol but because everyone was drinking alcohol they were partying I stood out like a sore thumb being outside and a few people came up to me and went are you okay are you okay and by the time my mom found me I was on the edge of a meltdown I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh I thought we were gonna leave I thought we were gonna leave soon and because I was so in a meltdown and I was so in my own world, I didn't realise how panicked I look and I didn't realise how much I was making a scene. And I didn't mean to make a scene. I was just so panicked and so overstimulated that I just didn't care what was going on around me. I just wanted to let my mum know that I was panicking and I was overstimulated and I just wanted to go. And I didn't realise how I looked on the exterior. I think especially with my tone control, I'm not great with my tone control. So I probably came across as I was like shouting maybe or having a chat like I was having an argument or something, which I 100% just didn't realise I was, I didn't realise my tone had switched to be like maybe angry or frustrated. I was frustrated, but I was trying to keep my composure, but took it a bit too literal. She said we're leaving in 10 minutes. Mum got into a conversation, ended up being half an hour. Yeah. I, I don't do it on purpose I'd literally take things literal and I get dead excited when we're leaving in 10 minutes when we're not leaving in 10 minutes and the last one is I don't mean to interrupt you on purpose now I'm really bad at finding the timing when people are talking most of the time I take natural pauses as the end of conversation and I often get told we're still talking or when I was younger like don't be rude don't interrupt the conversation isn't it obvious that we're still talking and I'm like no I try really hard to study conversations and when sometimes I get it wrong I really take it personal so sometimes even now I'll try and like look at a conversation try to find the natural pause where I can just jump in but no, most of the time I get it wrong and people are just taking a breather and they're carrying on. And yeah, I don't mean to interrupt you on purpose. I just don't realise. Most of the time I'm just so, so excited about saying what I want to say. So I go to jump in and then I'm like, let's take a few steps back, Athena. Let them finish their conversation. Then I can jump in. <laughs> it's a whole process in blazer let me know on my socials or send me a dm if you relate to any of that because i'm sure i can't be the only one who interrupts people accidentally on purpose so these are my list of things that i wish people knew about my autism and just to let you know autism is a spectrum so you may relate to this you may not relate to this you may relate to bits and pieces it's a whole spectrum 
So every single person is completely different. So I really hope you enjoyed the podcast and stay tuned for next week because next week is Christmas day and we've got a really good podcast episode coming out for that. I'm going to be talking about my top seven most spraxic moments growing up. Some of them you might know, some of them you um, may not know. I might have a few things sprinkled in there. So look forward to that episode because it's going to be a good one. I've already recorded it actually. (laughs) So make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Click click the notification bell. I've also got Instagram and Facebook on Life Through Dyspraxia if you want to pop over to that. So yeah, so really hope you enjoyed this podcast and I'll see you next week for the next one.